Hello podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of Living Well with Kathleen Saunders, your weekly podcast where we discuss the financial, physical, spiritual, and social well-being of everyday people like you and me. The information shared in this show is for general information purposes only and should not be used to make any personal changes to your lifestyle or health without consulting the appropriate financial, medical, or healthcare professionals. My guest today is Judy Gardner Chen. Judy is a Christian who loves the Lord and loves sharing his word. She started a Bible study titled Bible Study Time in 2015 and has over 4,000 views on her channel that can be found on YouTube. Today, she shares with us some tools and methods she uses for her quiet time with God. Hello, hello, Judy. Hi, Kathleen. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm really, really good. Oh, that's awesome, Judy. I'm so looking forward to hear you share today about uh, your quiet time Bible study and just learn a little bit about how you actually started that. And I mean, sometimes a lot of us are really excited about the word, but we just don't even know how to begin what chapters or what part of the Bible to begin our Bible study. So I'm really looking forward for you to give us some tips on, you know, how you got started, where you began and how the whole thing just has involved for you. I know that you have now got your YouTube channel going on with over 4,000 viewers. That's just awesome, Judy. And, you know, maybe you could share some tips with us and uh, just expound a little bit on how that's been working for you, your quiet time Bible study and share with someone listening today about how they could begin their own personal Bible study. So tell me first, how long exactly have you been given Bible studies online? Well, um, I started my Bible study channel around 2015. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so, but I've been paying more attention to it since the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, since the lockdown here in Canada, because I used to have a Bible study um in my home I like a small group study mm-hmm. and and then I would have you know my mom over like on the Friday night and just you know some family members but because of the lockdown we couldn't meet so I decided okay let me pay a little more attention to my YouTube channel and um sort of change the format and make it um, in a more intimate setting, which is my prayer room that I go into. It's basically our guest room that I sort of decorated into mm-hmm. a prayer room. That looks beautiful. Um, at my personal space, mm-hmm. right? So um, that's what I, I did. And um, yeah, so 2015, then I fell off because I was busy. Um, and, um, I sort of paid more attention to it, a lot more attention to it this year. I can imagine. Yeah. There's, uh, I think a lot of things came about courtesy of, um, COVID. So how do you actually, uh, go ahead when you're getting ready to study the word, how do you actually decide on what you're going to study? Do you go by book or by topic? I go by mostly by topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do enjoy word searches because I am all about um, I had the opportunity to take some beginners Hebrew classes you know audit some classes just Mm. for my own personal gain and um, I noticed online there are a lot of people different Israelite groups who say they're teaching Hebrew but it's actually not Mm. um, 
the proper Hebrew. So I decided to audit some classes um, for my own benefit. So, and I'd love to dig into the text, like through the origin of the root of that word. Because um, I've found that a lot of time, you know, we, we've misunderstood the origin of a word and the Hebrew language is so amazing. And um, English is different, right? Yeah. So sometimes when we're reading the scripture, a lot of the translators did an amazing job. But sometimes when we're reading the scripture, it can have um, a more expansive meaning than what we think because of the language and the origin of, of that actual word. Right. Okay, yeah, true. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just want to back up and ask you your name. Um, how did you come up with that name? Uh, Ahava? How do you say that? It's a Hebrew name, isn't it? It's a Hebrew name. It's Ahava. You know, I gave myself a Hebrew name. Ahava means love. And um, one of the most important things about my channel is, is that I want to promote um, love um, and the love of, of God and Jesus Christ, our Savior and Messiah on my channel. I have a lot of, um, I grew up in the church. I went to um, church school um, and I've like tons of friends who grew up with me who become atheists or um, they no longer believe in God. Um, they feel very judged and things of that nature. So my whole approach is to sort of, um, make them want to and remind them of a lot of the things that they grew up learning about in a different spirit spirit that's not judgmental yeah and i i think it's it's a pretty it sounds pretty ahava yeah it, <laughs> you does. Know? it really does yeah. if, I, if i could name myself <laughs> <laughs> so where would you suggest someone you know searching or deciding to start uh where would you suggest that a person start reading what book in the Bible? You know, I always, the Old Testament does put a lot of people off of the Bible because there's a lot of violence in it. You know, there's a lot of, um, if you're just going to read it straight through, there's a lot of, um, you know, murder, um, especially with God giving the commandments to the Israelites and what they should do with people who are idolatrous. So, you know, I think it's a great idea for a new believer to start with the New Testament because um, it can ease them into, you know, understanding the plan of salvation when yeah. Christ was born in a, in a simpler way, you know, not to not that the Old Testament should be neglected because the whole Bible is about, you know, Jesus Christ, right? Our Savior, Messiah. But definitely the New Testament, um, I would say, is a great place to start. Okay. Do you have you any know? particular book? No. I would start in Matthew, Matthew. you know, yeah. when I was reading, when, as I've read the Bible a few times, I've started in Genesis as well, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But some people, it does put them off. I, I, I um, hear you, yeah. You get to Deuteronomy, right? Yes, yeah. There's a lot of violence. I mean, I've heard them say the Bible, get drama, you get uh, poetry, you get romance the bible has it all inside there and definitely i see you can go through all of that when you read the bible in the uh, old testament um, a lot of graphic things take place inside the, the the bible and i think you're right definitely as a new person coming into the faith or st just beginning a bible study or getting close connected to the to the lord through the word uh, the gospel is the good place to start. I agree with you. I do think Matthew or any book in the gospel is a good place to begin.
I must say, for, like for someone like me, like I I love um, deep topics, and uh, you know, I'm more so drawn to like wisdom literature and philosophy. So Proverbs is also like a great book, and it's actually one of my favorites. So you know, it de- it does depend on the person, but also I just wanted to mention Proverbs is an amazing book. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when it comes to your life and and your lifestyle. And um, there was a time when I wasn't necessarily attending church, um, but um, I was in a period of adversity when I moved back to England with my daughter and my grandmother, Victoria Shepherd, I have to mention her name. She directed me to Proverbs. You know, she said, read Proverbs every day. And it's something that I did. And even though at the time I was more so in the world, Mm -hmm. it did uh, speak to a lot of things that um, I could use in a practical way. Mm, And Proverbs is known as the book of faith too, right? So I guess Mm -hmm. that would just encourage and strengthen your faith. Your faith. That's funny. A lot of people usually recommend that you you read the book of uh, Psalms on a daily basis. But here it is, your grandmother. Everybody has their favorites, their favorite books. They do. Yeah. And we're all so different, you know, and the spirit might, maybe the Holy Spirit led me to, to that book for the reasons that, you know, because of what I was going through in my yes, life at the time, definitely. you know? Yeah, indeed, indeed. So you mentioned that, you, you know, you'd like to do your study by topic. And, you know, in looking over your, listen to one of your um, Bible studies on YouTube, you were touching on the topic of uh, forgiveness, overcoming the obstacles of forgiveness. So walk us through that. Oops. Walk us through a, a Bible study with you. How do you do you use a concordance? What sort of tools do you use when you're going to study the word or get prepared to do an online Bible study? So usually I'm already studying a topic, you know, a couple weeks in advance. And um, I use a similar approach to, because I, I am college instructor, to when I'm teaching my students. Um, sometimes uh, when you're educating somebody, they, you there's this language I call Christianese, right? And a lot of us raised in the church, we speak it, right? And we assume people know what we're talking about, right? So what I'd like to do is explain um, the topic or the subject in a way as if I'm teaching in in a, in a college setting um, where I unpack it in different ways. So like different people, maybe if English is their second language, can understand what I mean. So I do, really do try to unpack different words mm-hmm. um, and the definition of what they are. Um, typically, I will use many different Bible study tools. I must say, like I'm I collect things and um, I do have um, a little bit of a, an addiction to um, some designer handbags. But since the, <laughs> pandemic, since the pandemic, I've really been into collecting different commentaries because I do watch a lot of pastors and I do like to like learn from them and use a different tool. So I collect uh, commentaries. I use um, things like the Wycliffe Bible Commentary. Um, I will use Strong's Concordance. Um, I will also um, look up the text in different translations as well. Mm-hmm. And then I have some books that talk about ancient Hebrew texts. And um, 
when it comes to the different translations, a lot of people, old school, um, they don't like the new translations. Now, there are some things wrong with new translations. Some of them, they don't give you the source as to who translated them. But what I found is, even though I'm a fan of the King James Version, the Bible in my videos is the King James Version. What I found is that since the King James Version was written, actually they have uncovered more Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. And so um, some of the newer translations actually are um, closer to those uh, newfound Dead Sea Scrolls, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That um, reflect the different books of the Bible. So I'll use different translations to get a deeper understanding of what I'm trying to say. So what did I mention? I met when mentioned Wycliffe. Um, so um, also, um, I'm not, um, I don't adhere to the Jewish beliefs, but there are some um, rabbinical um understandings of, of different texts that can you can help you to formulate a well-rounded opinion and understanding of what um, different perspectives were historically right so you know where they were coming from um, because sometimes for me um, when it comes to organized religion sometimes you have to clear your mind of the things you've heard growing up because mm -hmm. sometimes when you when you research it that's not even in the bible true <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. certain things so so i do like to use quite a few translations um different books that talk about how to look at the text and the language which um i did get when i was studying hebrew um and different bible commentaries as well that's awesome. So, you know, going back again, you you know, certain things you've said just pop out in my mind. And I want to go back to um, when you were studying Hebrew. Now, was that an online course that you did? Uh, how did you, how was that lesson study for you in Hebrew? Okay, well, it was really hard for me. So please don't ask me any questions. No. But um, <laughs> I, did, I did an online course um, with something that a friend had recommended, you know, and um, they talked about the different types of Hebrew. Um, and I thought that I, you know, I thought that they were a reputable source, but um, they were not. So what I did was I went to university and I audited a course so that, you know, I, um, I wouldn't be technically a student, but I was just there to learn. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll be, I'll be a very beginner. Okay. Okay. Well, good on you though for taking that on. That's really good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you have been giving us a few tips already about using the concordance and the, you know different commentaries and things like that. But in regards to the actual your study, do you have any tips on making the Bible study easier to understand? What do you do? Well, I must. I'm, I must say I'm not a fan of the new international version. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, the new living translation is, is good. Um, when it comes to studying, I would say, you know, the best thing to do is to dig deep and just to read the scriptures. You know, um, what I do is I, I choose a topic, like I'm usually praying about mm -hmm. something already. Um, my videos are things that I personally struggle with. Um, you know, forgiveness and things of that nature. So I'm already praying about those things and I'm already asking God to help me with 
my anger, you know, help me with my unforgiveness and things of that nature. Um, when I usually I find a topic, I look up a scripture that deals with that topic through word search. And then I do like to go through all the scriptures of the Bible, every single one that mentions that topic. Right. So if it's anger, I go through every single scripture. Mm -hmm. And you do that word search to locate all those words on anger. That would be through um, online that you would do that or through the concordance? I usually um, go on, use my concordance mm -hmm. um, and then I will go online. Absolutely. Okay. You know, because once you, once you pick your t the topic that you want to investigate, um, it could be marriage, um, politics and things of, about of that nature. You pick out a few keywords that relate to that topic and then you use that concordance online. There are lots of Bible programs online and uh, and so they enable you to do different word searches as well. OK, great. Mm -hmm. How long do you study the Bible for? I guess each person is different. I would say a couple hours a day, you know, um, I was raised in a Christian home. And so um, we, we would have like a lesson study that was from our church. And so every night at around seven o'clock, my parents and um, my brother and I, we would all study the lesson. So, um, and then, then in the morning we would pray. So it's, it's something that has been part of my life right. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, I I try to have my quiet time before I like re will record a video um, for my um, YouTube channel. So I would say two hours a day, two to three. But I'm, the reason I'm hesitant to say that is because sometimes I'm that type of person. I do get a little bit obsessive. So I could be sitting in my office with the door locked for like four or five hours. Oh, wow. Okay. You know? Okay. Mm -hmm. you know, awesome, um, for example, like last week, I just wanted to read. Someone mentioned something about the book of Deuteronomy. And so I wanted to read uh to answer a question, Deuteronomy 28, but then I had to, you know, I don't, I didn't want to just read that chapter. So I had to go back to the beginning of the book and make it all the way to the 20th chapter. And then I, I wanted to read it in a, a couple of different translations mm -hmm. to see the difference about what they were saying and maybe if they were correct or incorrect. Okay. Awesome. Great. <laughs> so tell me, you talked about, uh, you know, the length of time of being approximately two hours of study. Is there any specific time that you like to study morning, evening, afternoon? What works for you? Yeah, I prefer to get up really early in the morning mm -hmm. and, um, you know, with my quiet time with God and um, study during that time mm -hmm. in the morning. And then, in the evening before bed as well um because of how i grew up typically around seven or eight o'clock you know um it's like i've been conditioned to pick up my bible and sort of have a bible study usually that just takes about a half an hour you know that's mm -hmm. awesome i've been setting my alarm around four o'clock to get up and have my quiet time because it's so still it's so quiet and peaceful outside there's no um, traffic. Most people in your home are still sleeping anyway. Yeah, I find that's a really good time to connect with the Lord. And as we read in certain Bible passages, we do see that the Lord got up early in the morning. People got up early in the morning and went out to pray. So 
I, I, I do believe morning time for me is a, is a really good time to get connected with the Lord. And I guess because there's not so much traffic, it's also easier to be able to hear his voice when he's speaking to you at that time because you just it's just stillness, just quietness. It is, it is, and it, and it's, 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 it's definitely a beautiful for me. I find morning times, especially at five, like out here, if if it's kind of um, dawn, mm-hmm. it just seems I, it seems like I have a more fulfilling experience, you know. But it's not about experience, but I just feel a little bit more connected. When you talk about experience, and my next question for you is, what do you get out from your Bible study? I, when I'm studying the Bible and even when I'm creating a Bible study and taking notes, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel connected to the Holy Spirit. It, it's almost like it validates my relationship with God. Yeah. Um, I don't hear a voice or anything Mm -hmm. like that. So I'll say that, but it's like, um, his way of saying you're on the right path. Continue. Right. That's what it does for me. Um, It it makes me happier Um, as a person. When I'm in my Bible studying the scriptures, I just can do. It trickles into every area of my life, and it makes my life more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Um, Like if I compare it to a time when I I didn't, you know, that was like the missing ingredient in my life. And and it's like a connection with Christ. Um, And it actually gives me the strength to, you know, just move through life with its adversity and its negativity and all the things that people throw at us, whether it be your job or, you know, your family, whatever, I can handle it because I just lay everything before the throne of grace. And and that ability for me to pray to the Most High and lay everything before the throne of grace and how I communicate with Him, it's almost like the stuff in the Bible um, gives me a way to communicate with him better. I hear you. So true. You know, Judy, do you feel that you're reading the word, studying the word is like your spiritual food? Hence we have it in the morning and we need to have it in the evening. You know, that's our breakfast to get us through the day. And then in the evening, it's our evening meal to get us, you know, nourish us before we go to sleep and things like that. You know, that's how I kind of terminize it in my mind because, when I'm full in the word, it gets me going through the day. I just feel blessed and saturated with the Holy Spirit. And yeah, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? Yeah, it is. It is my food. Mm-hmm. You know, it's my, it's my, you know, it's spiritual food. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it is. I absolutely agree with you. Um, there was a time where, you know, I came back to the Lord. Um, and so I was sort of rebaptized because the first time I was baptized was when I was 11. And even though I was okay, um, you know, living in the quote unquote world, there was always like um, an underlying element that made me feel empty. Mm-hmm. And, and so now if I compare how I, how I feel, which I know it's not a feeling, but I don't know what other words to use. If I compare my understanding of life in general with how it was before, I know that it's because I'm nourished by God's holy word. 
True. Very true. You know, you talked a little bit about um, when you were younger, how that you got up in the morning, your family you had family worship and, you know, spent time with your mother and your brother in uh, studying the word. And, and my dad. And your father. Sorry. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just, how do you see young people of this day and age relate to the word? Because back then we were, so more willing to turn around and you know read get the bible and read it today it's young people are bombarded by so many distractions through social media and mm-hmm. i find a lot of people young people are not so connected the way we were when we were younger they're not as excited about the word is what would you say um contributes to that yeah i th- i think that when it comes to young people one of the issues in today's society is the fact that we are oversaturated with information mm-hmm. they can have things like right at their fingertips um for me as an educator when i was teaching online one of the major things i noticed is that um i better be on point with what i'm saying or if someone asks me a question and i don't know the answer i should never guess because right. um teaching online students would in the chat in the chat you know put information that they would get online you know um current information so they really kept me on my toes yeah. Now, when we look at the church and how young people are, because of that oversaturation with information, how we approach um, sharing the word of God has to be much different than how it was shared traditionally. Because traditionally, we sort of, like in my generation, we listened and we just sort of went along with the motions. But young people today are, there's they're hearing from witches and they're hearing from devil worshippers and they're hearing people from atheists who talk about the fact that, you know, God's not real. Um, You know, um, there's that whole movie called, uh, I think, Zeitgeist, who tried to debunk everything. So we have to approach how we teach them in a totally different way and really dig deep into the scriptures and really sort of almost like defend our faith to a certain degree and speak about how you know, not only is Jesus Christ our Savior and Messiah, but historically it can be proven that he did exist. Because um, no longer can we say um, you must only go by faith. And we have to speak to and understand the the historical nature of the Bible and come to them from a more intellectual perspective. Because that's the way... Um, they have been socialized in today's society. They're not just going to take our word for it. We have to know what we're talking about. That's so true. That is so, so true. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Yeah. So do you have any other tips or um, points that you want to bring forth as to how uh, you make the the word more real uh, for your audience or for yourself? I do believe that, you know, it's because of prayer and having a connection to the to Jesus and, you know, because of the discernment of um, the Holy Spirit before you read the Bible. I do believe that that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you I on my channel, I really want to prom- like promote uh, people reading their Bible. So basically, yeah, it's great if I cover a topic that someone is struggling with, but I just want to plant the seed. And I keep repeating myself like a parrot, you know, 
um, I encourage you to read mm-hmm. the gift for yourself. Mm-hmm. Read your Bible, right? Because um, there are scriptures that talk about the fact that it's really important that we as believers dig deep. Like we cannot no longer, um, for some of us, we can no longer be lazy mm-hmm. in our faith. Like, you know, there is no church really to go to um, at the moment physically, right? Yeah. And it, it, it's also time that we don't just sit there and listen to what someone tells us. So, for example, um, one of the scriptures I like to think about is when I'm talking about the concept of digging deep is Proverbs chapter 2, verse 3 to 6, um, which says, Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So the Bible tells us um, and admonishes us to go into the scriptures and read it so that we can find God. Right. Yeah. So that whole concept of digging deep, what I'm doing on my channel, I I'm hopeful that, you know, it will encourage other people to do the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you know, you talk about digging deep and, you know, being challenged by the young people and that definitely if we have young people in our home studying the Bible and digging deep. Um, would be necessary because, you know, young people like to challenge and ask that question. Why? So, yeah, uh, I mean, we ourselves would have our own whys, but that, you know, some of the questions we'll be able to answer by knowing the Bible and studying the Bible and being able to have those questions, even to just in general, when you, your faith is being tested, um, whether it be uh, someone, an unbeliever who's just generally sincerely asking you questions about the Bible. If you are not versed in your Bible, then you really won't have much of a response to be able to share with that person. I mean, you can always say, go read the Bible for yourself. These people are, you know, this is your opportunity to share and um, to testify of God's goodness and to do what we're called to do, which is witness. So I I guess this is the opportunity to be able to do that by knowing the Bible yourself. Yeah, I mean, it's not to say we have to know everything 100% because we can never know it 100%, but, you know, do our little bit, right? Yeah. And, you know, we are we should be able to defend our faith in the sense of, you know, speak to the gospel and, right. you know, tell, you know, share our faith. And, and scripture admonishes us to do that. Yeah. You know, we, we should be the defenders of our faith and we should be able to articulate that in a way that um, people can not only understand, but it, that um, works with scripture. That's true with scripture based on scripture. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So do you have a favorite Bible passage or a favorite scripture that you that you like or even a favorite book in the Bible? Um, Proverbs is my favorite book in the Bible. One of, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. I mean, it does change and it's the scripture. Um, one of the scriptures is the one that I just mentioned, Proverbs chapter two, mm-hmm. verse three to, mm-hmm. to three to six. And my favorite portion of that is you know, it talks about um, the fear of the Lord and finding the knowledge of God, you know. And of course, we know it's not like being afraid in that sense. It's more like of a, a, a reverence, mm-hmm. a reverence of the most high creator God. And I am a knowledge seeker and, um, you know, getting to know God and trying to understand wisdom and his nature is something that I am fascinated with. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just reading over that. That is a powerful scripture, what you've shared. And I'm going to go back over that. Definitely, we need to seek and to search 
and then we will find and you know gain wisdom so i mean it's all there god and you that's all no go ahead I was just going to say what you just said is also in Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me, you know, with all of your heart. And so those are like promises. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I love to learn, right? And so those are promises that actually will be smarter, (laughs) you know, have more knowledge and, um, you know, from scripture. And so for me to know, especially in the book of Proverbs, that God says, if you do this, you'll do, you know, you'll get that. Not that that's why I love him, but it's, it's, it's a promise from someone who's perfect. So he, that promise can't be broken. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it really does blow my mind how amazing that is. So I'm going to keep you know, seeking him and trying to find knowledge just so that I can be a little bit closer to, you know, the perfect, perfect God of the Bible. I hear you. You know, one thing I find is that as I study the Bible more, you know, um, I get more understanding and the Holy Spirit brings more discernment. And I think I've mentioned this in my videos, you know, scriptures that I had read previously, I thought I understood them, but on my journey, um, it's almost like you can read over another a scripture more than once and God will give you another level of understanding. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You so know, yeah. every so, time you go back to the same scripture, you see it in a different light or you get something different from it, even though you may have just read it the day before, or whatever the case may be, you know, God keeps bringing it in a fresher light. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to mention to you that, you know, as a mental health professional, I, I like to also um, use the scriptures to unpack some of the concepts in my profession. There are some things like mindfulness and visualization and things of that nature that are typically considered to be new age, you know, when you look into the field of psychology or psychotherapy. So I do like to, um, unpack those from a biblical perspective Mm -hmm. and talk to people in particular about concepts like meditation and uh, share with um, people and Bible believing Christians and, you know, anybody searching that meditation doesn't involve, you know, emptying your mind. That's not what it means. And go to the scriptures and unpack that word and, and show how it's different when the Bible says we must meditate. It's different than the worldly way of something like meditation. So true. That's very true. You know? yeah. So th- I just wanted to mention to you, that's another thing I like to do um, when it comes to, that's you know, yeah. research. Yeah, that's really important. I mean, you know, listening to you and um, hearing you share just, just makes it so much more real. The importance of studying the word and getting the right meaning, because there's so many different movements out there that you can get caught up, maybe misled or caught up in the wrong understanding of the word. If you really don't take time out and study the Bible for yourself and also to be a good steward and to know that you can stand God when you come up against warfare or whatever that discussion with someone else or maybe an opposite faith that you know your word like you mentioned that before about being grounded in your word so you can defend your word yeah. we should know why we believe what we believe, what we believe. so true, so true. <laughs> very know? true yeah yeah awesome brilliant you know i just had a beautiful time with you uh, discovering 
um, your Bible study online. I want you to just give us a plug about that again. Where, uh, how often do you post um, Bible studies? I post one to two times a week. Um, I love to post on a Friday um, as my Sabbath comes in because I keep the seventh day Sabbath, which starts on sunset on Friday and ends on sunset at sunset on Saturday. Um, and so I typically try to post two times a week. It's called Bible Study Time on YouTube. And then I have a an Instagram page. It's Ahava Bible Study Time. And Ahava is spelled A-H-A-V-A-H. Awesome. Great. So anyone wanting to know and take part in your Bible study can just find you on YouTube or find you on Instagram. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. And I also pray, you know, for people who send me messages, um, you know, I write them their prayer requests down in my prayer journal and I pray for them. Oh, that's beautiful. That's awesome. You know, Judy, it was uh, really good spending this time with you today, uh, hearing you share about your Bible study and how uh, you actually go through the scriptures and the tools, different tools that you use to give you a better understanding of words, because there's so many words in the Bible that, you know, I'm like, gosh, what does that really mean? And definitely a concordance or a Bible dictionary you need to have when you're studying the word. Are there any final comments before we end the show today that you'd just like to share? I just like to tell anybody listening that, you know, the most high creator of the universe and his son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, um, my savior and my Messiah to die for you, whether or not you believe in him, you know, that gift of salvation is open to you. True. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time out to be with us today. And thanks for everything that you've shared, Judy. May God continue to bless you as you share via YouTube and your Instagram. And I'm just praying that you reach uh, that 10,000 views on your, <laughs> on your, on your uh, YouTube. You're at 4,000 plus right now. So may God give you many, many more. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you, really, Greatly appreciate it. Take care and have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show today. I hope you enjoy the topic and found something that you can apply to your own life. Don't forget to share this episode with your family and friends. And remember, live well daily. Thank you.